T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, we're going to do a little NBA now. Before we get to Girardi at 5, we go from DeRosa to Brian Getzala, who's uh, our NBA analyst. Uh, His first time he's been on this program. Welcome, Brian. How are you? Good, Mike. How you doing, pal? Pleasure to be with you. My pleasure. All right, here we go. All right. um, First overview, uh, give me me a, a minute overview of what you think the big picture is in the NBA this year. Well, the West is obviously sitting with all of the team, all of the talent for the most part. I look at seven title contenders coming into the year, Mike. Five of them are out West. Both L.A. teams, the Houston Rockets. Who's the favorite to win it all in your mind? Favorite to win it all is the L.A. Clippers because they're built best to win in the playoffs. Um, I think Philadelphia could give them a run. There's a ton of length on the perimeter with that team as well. The team in the West that I'm not as high on is the Lakers. I think the Lakers could collapse in a heartbeat. They had a, a huge opportunity cost for the Lakers this summer, Mike, chasing Kawhi Leonard in what was a fruitless chase. Players thought they could convince him to go. If the Lakers front office had done their homework properly, they would have absolutely known that they had no chance at Kawhi Leonard. If he was going to L.A., he was going to the Clippers. That's where he ended up. There was a lot of players that went off the board that could have complimented James and Davis a lot better than the guys they got. How big a hit to the league that Zion's already on a shelf? It's a huge hit to the league. Listen, they're on, the Pelicans are on national TV like five times in the first seven weeks. The league went all in on Zion. Listen, Zion's a phenomenon. He is a great kid. People follow him everywhere. The bottom line, though, the guy never played a game in the league, and the league went all in on him in terms of the national TV schedule. And with everything going on right now, the China stuff, this is absolutely a problem early on for the TV partners that they're not going to have Zion on the court five times nationally in the first seven weeks of the season. The Pelicans are, are on. Zion's supposed to be on. He's not going to be on in those games. It's, it's, Mike, it's not a small issue. It's a big issue, and, and, and still, you know, listen, his advance has been mega. I mean, they've treated him like he's Jordan or, or LeBron, and he's not. I mean, he's a, he's a nice player. He's a tough, big man, but he's going to have a lot of physical issues, I think, his whole career. I've, I've thought that since he was in college, but that's for another day. All right, let me go through the divisions quick. Give me a synopsis. Atlantic. Listen, Atlantic, I think, is going to be very interesting because it's extremely strong up top. I like Toronto more than most, Mike. 17-5 and last year in the absence of Leonard. Siakam's a guy to watch. He's going to make a very big jump. They just signed him to a max deal, but I think he's a player that can be a superstar player. So you think Toronto wins more games than Philly? No, Toronto wins more games than Boston. Oh, more games than Boston. Okay. More right. games than Boston. I like right. Philly. Philly, to me, is going to the finals. Okay. It, that, that length on the perimeter that they're able to bring at you is so hard to deal with. And if you look at them defensively, listen, Embiid's the second-best defensive big in the league behind Gobert. You have uh, Ben Simmons is maybe the most underrated perimeter defender in the league for what he does. And this kid Richardson they got from Miami can guard people. If they can shoot well enough, they may run away with the Eastern Well, they can't Philly's in a big spot because Ben Simmons can't. Take a shot won't, won't take a shot and can't make a shot in a big well, spot. Well, Mike, you just came across the big problem for them. They built this team wrong. They would have been better off instead of paying Al Horford, going and making a deal for Mike Conley as a lead guard and playing Simmons at the four. I've discussed that with Brett Brown, and I th- I know that he wanted to go in that direction, but Simmons doesn't want to play the four. Simmons wants to be a point guard. They've acquiesced to the player. That's their big issue. Right. I have them going to the finals, Mike, because the conference is that weak. All right. Um, how many games do you think the Celtics win? 
I think the Celtics are going to be in the 45-win range. I, I, you're not going to be able to beat anybody in the playoffs when you can't defend inside. Canner is not going to defend people inside. Thice can't do that. They're relying an awful lot on a second-year player, Robert Williams, that has a tough time showing up on time. So I, it's hard for me to see the Celtics doing that. Absent a big deal that has Hayward going out and brings in that kind of center. How many games does Brooklyn win? Brooklyn to the 43-44 range, right where they were last year. Listen, I think Brooklyn made a big mistake in this offseason, not bringing in Carmelo Anthony for this reason, Mike. I feel like if you could put everybody else in their roles where they're going to be when Durant gets there, then you'll absolutely hit the ground running next year. And to, and Melo, listen, I know Melo dies on every screen. I know he defensively, he's not. He's certainly never been a good defender. He's worse than ever You know, last year before he left the league. But I still would have brought him in because it would have been good for everybody else there, and, and I just would have done it. So to me, Brooklyn this year, it's another transitional type of year. It's a flat-line year until you get Kevin Durant on the floor. All right, we're talking with Brian uh, Geltseiler, uh, who is the NBA analyst. We're talking an NBA preview here. Knicks, how many games do they win? 33. I, I, you they know, break 30? You think they break 30? I think 30? they'll break 30. I think, I, listen, I, the thing is this. I had Barrett as rookie of the year. I think Barrett is a, is a superstar. I think Barrett's going to play. Re- I think Barrett's going to surprise everybody. I always yep. thought that. And I, and now with Zion down, they would have given Zion rookie of the year if he if he played 50 games, they'll give him rookie of the year. But the, but I agree with you. I think Barrett's going to be a really good player. I totally agree. Barrett, listen, I was, I was with Coach K last June down at Duke, and as much as everybody wants to pump up Zion, I was sitting in his office with him for 20 minutes, Mike, he couldn't stop talking about R.J. Barrett in terms of how talented he is. When he gets out there with NBA spacing, you're going to see a very dynamic player. The Knicks' biggest problem is that they have nobody that's, that is a good passer, and they have nobody that's a willing passer. It's going to be a lot of selfish basketball there. It's going to be a major, major struggle for, for a Fisdale to be able to get these guys to move the ball a little bit. That's going to be an issue. You saw them last week, even the exhibition game, down the, down the end of the Pelicans game. It's just the first guy that gets his hands on it wants to shoot it. That's going to have to change. Peyton's going to be an important player for them. And that, on one hand, Peyton's a good passer. On the other hand, that says everything you need to know about the Knicks prospects for this season. All right, Milwaukee, uh, how many games do they win? Listen, Milwaukee, I think, could win 56, 57 games. I think they're going to be close to 60. I think they'll have a similar regular season to last year. The question becomes to them, do they have enough depth in the playoffs? And my worry for them is they're counting on young guys, DJ Wilson, Dante DiVincenzo. They're just not as deep as they were last year. I like a couple of guys that they brought in, and I'm not one of these people that's going to say, oh, my God, you should have kept Malcolm Brogdon. At $22 million a year, you let Indiana have Malcolm Brogdon. The thing is, is that it, it, I just don't know that Bledsoe is dynamic enough to do what they need him to do in the backcourt for them. I like the fact that they'll have a Lopez brother in the game at all times. You know, they'll, they'll play long, they'll play big, but do they have enough shooting? Keep one thing in mind about Chris Middleton, who they just paid a max contract to, Mike. This guy in an elimination game, supposed to be your number two scoring option, scored six points. Six points in an elimination game. That's not a guy I'm going gaga over. And listen, Milwaukee, good regular season team. They'll beat up on a lot of bad competition, but push comes to shove in the playoffs. I don't think that they can beat Philly. And Philly's not even structured great, and I don't think they can beat Philly. A lot of people think Detroit could have a good season. Uh, you buy in to what they have at the point or no? Uh, no, I do not. And listen, I, I think Dwayne Casey's an excellent coach, but news just broke here. Blake Griffin is not going to be playing the first couple weeks of the season, not traveling to Indiana with the team for their opener. Um, and if you don't have Griffin on the floor, I mean, listen, 
Last year, they barely got into the playoffs. Blake Griffin played 79 games and was a warrior in the playoffs, dragging a leg around. If you're not going to get a healthy version of Blake Griffin, not only are they not going to make the playoffs, I could see a situation where they decide to sell pieces off at the deadline. And if Griffin's healthy at that point, he could go and maybe Drummond could go too, who could be a free agent at the end of the year. All right, today the Warriors said uh, Clay Thompson won't play this year. Uh, How many games does Golden State win? I have Golden State winning about 47 games, and I have them in an eight seed. I think people are sleeping on them a little bit, even without Clay Thompson. You know, listen, this is all going to be about can Curry and Russell do this together, and how can we build up the proper kind of role players so we can hit the ground running again next year as a title contender. It's an in-between year for the Warriors, but I've heard people talk about, well, the Warriors are just going to intentionally not make the playoffs in tech. I don't buy that for a minute. Guys are too competitive on that team, and to me, when you build a winning culture, you want to continue to win, not making the playoffs is not going to be productive for Golden State and jumping into the lottery because they're not going to be bad enough to get a high pick. So I think, you know, 46, 47 games for the Warriors, and I have them as an eight seed in the West. All right, I got a couple of teams that are interesting questions out there. Number one, I don't like Ricky Rubio, but Phoenix could pop and be a lot better. How good do you think Phoenix is going to be? I have them in the low 30s. I'm not totally sold on them, Mike. Listen, I like Aiton a lot, but I think Aiton's got to be a five, and they're going to try him at four next to Baines. He's got to be a five. He's got to be a five. He's got to be a five, right? Yep. Okay, so, so Rubio to me, listen. He, I don't know Ricky Rubio. Fan. I'm not either. He can't shoot. And the thing about Booker that worries me, Mike, is he's, he's all the losing has created some bad habits with him and some selfish player habits. And don't be surprised if you see hear some rumors in the first really? two, three months of the season of Booker and Monty Williams button heads because Monty Williams does. He don't play that. He's not going to take that from this kid. So that's going to be a very interesting situation to watch. All right, Sacramento's got a chance to be good. Bagley and, of course, Fox with what he did last Last year, I mean, that team's got a chance to be at least over 500, right? Don't you think? I do, and I think the, the, the worst part about them is the conference that they're in. I mean, the West is so deep, it's going to be so hard for them. But I love those three players together, Bagley and Heald and De'Aaron Fox. They signed Heald to a good contract here. Bogdanovich is a nice player. I'm not all gaga over four years and $85 million for Harrison Barnes, but nonetheless, they, they're paying Deadman a lot of money there. But I do think that those three guys are growing nicely together. That's the future of that organization. Unfortunately, I just think the West is too good for them to get in. Uh, how about Dallas with Porzingis? Uh, obviously, uh, always well coached. What about Dallas? I'm not, a, I'm not a huge Dallas guy, Mike, just because beyond Porzingis and Doncic, there's nothing there. There really isn't. Listen, I like Jalen Brunson's a nice little player, but that's what he is, a nice little player. I'm not a Hardaway guy. I don't think he's that wonderful. Seth Curry's fine, but who else can really do anything there? It's, not, it's just not all that deep a roster outside of those two guys. And, Mike, if I gave you an over-under on how many games Porzingis is going to play this year, 50. if I throw out the number of 64, you're going over-under? Under. I'm with you. So if he's only playing 60 games this season, how do they get in the playoffs? Yeah, they're not. I, so I agree with you, and I think he will have his problems. I think he'll be very good when he plays, though. We know that. He's talented, but he, I, I agree. He's fragile. All right. The, the, a lot of good teams in the West, as we know. Uh, what, are you a Denver fan or not a Denver fan? Love Denver. Have him as a two-seed. Uh, and I, I think the thing about Denver is this, and, and their biggest problem is going to be finding minutes and keeping guys happy. That team was an excellent team last year. Michael Porter's a meaningful rotation guy that'll play for them this year, and maybe the most underrated addition this year that people haven't talked about is them bringing in Jeremy Grant, who can guard four positions, play th- three positions on the offensive end, and is going to be a guy that when you want to spell Millsap, he's a wonderful compliment to Jokic because of how well he defends 
He gets out in transition. I just this is a good the thing about Denver also when you have a team with this many good young players, Jokic, Murray, Harris, Beasley. I have Beasley as my sixth man of the year. When you have a team with all these good young players, you don't have to necessarily add tons of guys to improve. Guys improve under your roof. And I think you're gonna see that out of the Nuggets this year. I just worry about them a little bit in the playoffs because you can still run pick and roll at Jokic all day long and he's as doughy as ever coming into the season. Yeah, I tell you, I like Jokic as a player though, I do. I uh, do too. What about- I do too, but he's not a good defensive player, Mike, and he's no. gotta get better on that end. Talking defense, you got Utah. How what do you think of Utah this year? Love what they did. Bogdanovich was the perfect fit there. They have built a really nice team around Rudy Gobert defensively in the middle. Conley was a wonderful guy because he takes the ball out of Mitchell's hands. Utah's biggest offensive problem last year was Mitchell's shot selection. No one talks about it because he's a phenom. He's a great young player. But they counted on him too much to make his own shots. And at this stage of the game, Mike Conley, Mike Conley may be the best late-game decision maker in the league. So he'll find Mitchell for shots. Bogdanovich is an excellent shooter. They also made like an... Ed Davis is such a good under-the-radar move for them and Jeff Green. Guys that can come in and give you solid minutes at 4 and 5 off the bench. They build very smart. Dennis Lindsay does a great job there, and I also have Quinn Snyder as my coach of the year. I really like Utah this All right, year. Let's get to the Lakers for a second. All right, um, Regular season, how many games do you think the Lakers... First of all, how many games do you think LeBron plays this year? I think LeBron's going to play. I think he'll play in excess of 70 games. I think you'll see LeBron. He's not the guy I'm worried about not playing on that team. No one leaves games early more than Anthony Davis hurt. And, and you see that all the time. Davis doesn't finish a game. I think LeBron's going to have a very big season, too, because he got, agree, he got a lot of rest for the first time in a long time. He's going to have fresh legs this year. Agreed. And I think I totally agree. And I think LeBron's going to have, but he's not the guy I'm worried about. I worry about Davis staying on the floor. The other thing is how much are they going to ask of LeBron here? He's going to have to play point guard. Well, that. he wants to play point guard anyway. You might as he well does. just let him play point guard. He does. But the problem is, is the wear and tear. He's 35 years old. He's well, not, I don't want know, to make him guard every quick point guard, but he's going to he's going to have the ball the whole game. You know that. Correct. But he, here's the thing, Mike. He, he's going to have to guard somebody good because they're just not good enough defensively. Danny Green's not the defensive player he wants was. Avery Bradley struggles to stay on the floor because he's hurt all the time. They do have more shooting than they have, but I don't know how good they're going to be defensively. I really don't. Listen, Kuzma's going to come back. They have to count on him a lot. Kuzma doesn't guard people well. Here's the, this, is, this is the problem with the Lakers. For all that you've done, and all you, you got LeBron, you brought in Anthony Davis, you built this team around him, you're far too dependent on Dwight Howard. How crazy hey, is that? And he should, I wouldn't to. have had him within 50 miles of my team. I can't I stand you. him. I can't stand him. And I'll tell you this. Anthony Davis was not the right guy to team with LeBron. It's nope. not. It's a terrible fit. It's a. I agree. It, it's it, LeBron needs to be with a versatile player whose best thing is a, that he can get out of his way and make a basket. And that's not what this guy's going to do for him. He's going to his best time, minutes are going to come when LeBron's off the floor. Yes. Yes, and I'll tell you also this, which is interesting. LeBron's best position at this stage of his career is playing that point forward spot. Yes. Is being that ball handler. Absolutely. Anthony Davis told you that the press conference, he told you, I don't want to play four. You got to get a five. I, I don't want to play five. I only want to play four. He wants to play the same position. And, and what's Kuzma's position? A four. Listen, this whole moniker, Mike, in the NBA of positionless basketball is garbage. You still got to have guys. That I fit. totally agree. How many games do you think? Now, regular season, they're going to be a handful. I think the playoffs. Yes. They're going to have a. They're going to be disappointing. But how, how many games do you think they'll win the regular season? I this is this is I have them as a five seed. But I think in the West you win fifty three, fifty four games as a five seed. I think that's what you see in this. All right, who's your final? My final is the Clippers and the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. 
uh, how good do you think Houston is? How do you feel about the two of them playing together in Houston? I think it's going to work. I think it's going to work because people forget very quickly how well, how much Westbrook sacrificed for Paul George last year. Paul George was third in the NBA. Yeah, but now he's got to give up the ball. He does, but he but, but he will give up the ball. Listen, he's, they're going to play much more up-tempo. Harden will give up the ball a little bit. The thing about Houston that bothers, and I, I think it's going to work between the two of them because they want it to work. And the two and the two of these guys have played together before. They get each other. There's going to be a little my turn, your turn that goes on, and that's okay. You're going to have that with two guys that like to have the ball in their hands. My issue with them is not the regular season. I think they're going to be excellent in the regular season. Playoff time comes, and they're going to revert to too much ISO, Mike. Oh, and way too much, and they'll take too many bad shots, you know. Of course, and when you're able to game plan for teams, game over game over game, and get game five, game six of a series, and you can look at how they're going to isolate, what their tendencies are, you're playing the same team over and over again, They be, as good as Harden is, they become easy to defend in those spots. And here's the thing about James Harden, the shots are going to go up, he will take his shots no matter what, and he's going to get his points for the most part. You can force him into inefficiency by loading up on him, because he just loves to shoot the ball that much. So yeah, regular season, they'll be up on bad competition. Playoff time comes in that conference. I don't have a ton of faith. Uh, what team do you have that you think is going to be? It sounds like the Lakers. That's going to be a lot's going to be expected that you think is going to underachieve. You think that's the Lakers? Lakers. That's the Lakers. What's your I, team that is going to overachieve that no one's looking for? That's going to surprise everybody and everyone's going to go, "Wow, look at this team." San Antonio. I have them as a six seed in the West, and I think they could push even higher, and people are having them out of the playoffs. You look at that group of young players that they put together behind these two stars, Aldridge and DeRozan, these kids are good and athletic. Derek White just played in the World Cup this summer. DeJounte Murray's going to be back, and from what I'm told, he looks excellent right now. They, Lonnie Walker has had a very good summer here and is very athletic. And then you look at little pieces they filled in. Damari Carroll's there. They still have Mills and Gay. I'll tell you something else. So this very well, Mike, because of the nature of the conference, could be the season that Pop pulls some kind of in-season trade to be able to get himself a big-time player to be able to join those guys in terms of who's going to be available. Paul may be available. Kevin Love may be available. I, you know, Somebody's going to come available, and Pop's going to look to see if he can add something to this team because Pop's not doing this for that much longer, and if he sees a shot where they can add a player and absolutely go after it in this conference, I don't think he'll hesitate to pull the trigger. All right, listen, thanks very much. Enjoy the start of the season. Uh, Brian Gelsiler, uh, NBA analyst. Thanks. Appreciate it. We'll have you on again. Thanks very much. You appreciate got it, Mike. My it. pleasure. Thank Thanks My so pleasure. much for the time. Take My care. Pleasure. All right, Brian. Did a good job. There you go. So there's your teams. There's his final. He gave the Knicks a little more hope than I did. I don't think they... I didn't have him over 30. He's got him over 30 wins. I do agree with Barrett, though. I think he's going to be a very good player. I think he's going to surprise you and be really good. Uh, the guy who's going to be set the tail on that team is going to be Morris. I don't think there's any question about it. But um, hey... It starts now. I think it's a wide open year. You know, the Golden State's not Golden State anymore. They don't have Clay Thompson. And there's a lot of new guys in a lot of new places. You got Harden and Westbrook together, that kind of thing. So the league starts tonight. As an example, as Lakers and Clippers are the second game. I don't, well, I don't remember what the first game is tonight. Let me look. Uh, there's a game before that. I know that tonight. Let me see. Oh, it's, uh, New Orleans and Toronto. Oh, yeah, they wanted to put the Pelicans on. So it was the Pelicans and Toronto. Hey, think about they were going to build everything around this guy. Is that unbelievable? For, listen, he's going to be... A guy, listen, he's going to score points because he's big, he's strong, and he's a brute inside. But he's not going to carry a team the way a LeBron did or a Jordan did or a Larry Bird did. He's not He's not going to do that. And now he's going to sit out for ten, eight or ten weeks. 
because he's going to always have physical problems. And now they're going to miss all these games where they put him on national TV. His team's going to get rocked, you know? So it's Clippers and Raptors tonight, uh, Pelicans and Raptors tonight, and then the Lakers and the Clippers if you're in the NBA this evening. Girardi, when we come back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.